Welcome to Podcast 36, Your Unfolding Destiny. Hi, I'm Linda Brightman, and I have authored books on your true identity and seeing yourself through God's eyes. How you see yourself affects everything you do, your business, your personal relationships, your success in life, and fulfilling everything God has called you to do. So I'm here to help you build and live in your miraculous identity. I will encourage you, inspire you, and speak life into you. And I will give you solid tools to renew your mind and transform your life from the inside out. This is a Miraculous Identity Podcast. Welcome to our podcast today. Our podcast is The Unfolding of Destiny. And I have with me, again, uh, Mike Hubbard, an apostolic leader in San Diego County. He's been a pastor for many years, uh, but right now he's been functioning in the county and actually all around the world as an apostolic leader and leading people uh, in their apostolic calling. So today we're going to talk about Unfolding Destiny. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Hello, Linda. How are you? <laughs> Great. So, you know, we were talking about this uh, a few days ago, Unfolding Destiny, and we had some really cool insights into that. Tell me, give me your thoughts on what's that like for a person to see their destiny unfolding? Um, Pretty exhilarating, actually. (laughs) It's like a dream come true, you know. You have these thoughts, maybe just uh, small little dreams or uh, for a lot of us in, in cosmetic circles, we have prophetic words where God speaks to us. And um, learning to uh, process those words and walk into them and actually see them come alive is uh, pretty exciting. Obviously, uh, there's still a lot more I'm hoping to see, but through the years, I've been able to realize a lot of those things. And it, it just brings a sense of fulfillment, completion, and, you know, we have a strong desire for destiny, all of us. I think God's put it within us. So when you when you get in that track, you find that there's a real sense of fulfillment. You know, so many of us uh, wonder where we are at in our destiny. I mean, and many wonder, am I in my destiny now? Or it, se- it feels like destiny is something way out there in the future. Yeah. And uh, it can be discouraging. It's like it's almost like a dangling carrot that keeps getting moved further out. Yeah, it can be that way. Um, so your question is, why does it feel like that? <laughs> yeah. How do we deal with that? <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a really good question. I think we all battle with that. I know I still do just because I I talk about a lot, and you, I know you do too. There's still maybe a little bit of nine in each of us that, Lord, have I really run the race? There's still something left to do. And I think the reality is as long as we're alive, we're still fulfilling our destiny. So that's one thing. But I, I do think there's a, a major track we can get on when we find our gifting, um, when we find the people we need to partner with, when we find the sometimes even the place we need to be in a living situation. And I think as long as we're alive, we're always finding different pieces to it. But I think all of us want to at least find some of the major part where we belong. And a lot of that is there's two things for me. It's it's getting comfortable in your own skin. And what, what, by that I mean is I know for myself, I spent a lot of years 
I guess you'd call it not quite being satisfied with myself or thinking I had to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, you have heroes you, you look up to, role models, and we we think we need to preach like them or act like them or do what they do. For me, it was the um, uh, the pressure of having to be a, 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 a pastor and wanting to build a mega church. And when I couldn't get to that point, I always felt like I'd fallen short. And for me, part of it was getting out of that mindset of what I thought success was and getting that peace and rest with God and who God's called me to be. And I think that kind of lowers, I don't want to say lowers the expectations, but it it, um, adjusts how we see ourselves and simplifies things a little bit because we can get pretty, we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves thinking we have to do something that maybe God hasn't called us to do. And we have... um, uh, pictures and mindsets about ourselves that just aren't healthy. You know, we, 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 they're unrealistic. So when you find who you are in God and get at peace with that, it definitely cl- clears our ability to see who we really are and what God's really called us to do. I think, you know, that's, that's really a good point is being comfortable in our own skin. And because otherwise we're already, we're inwardly comparing ourselves. Yes. With each other, and we always fall short. You know, like exactly. you said, we we we're just not we're never enough. And yep. you know, Mike, I also I think about how looking at it from a bigger picture, from that seated in heavenly realms perspective. And when as we were talking about this, I think about the life of Joseph and how. It for many of the years it looked like he was not walking in his destiny right. when all the time he really was mm-hmm. because all of those everything had to happen it had to be uh, for him to to end up uh, second in charge in all of Egypt so he had to be sold into slavery he had to have his brothers betray him and then end up in prison um, everything led to the next step to bring him closer to, you know, some would look at it like, well, then he finally got into his destiny. But no, I don't think so. I think that his, he was in his destiny from from day one. Don't yeah. you Don't you think? Well, yeah, I think it's all part of the process. You, you can't get to the, let's say it's called the, the fullness of your destiny. But he was he was learning some very powerful lessons along the way which was part of his destiny. I mean, Joseph over and over again um, showed uh, humility, submission, um, servanthood. So those were all key lessons that prepared him for his destiny. So when the time came, he was able to step right into it. It was a big calling. And I, I think we get impatient. We want our destiny now. <laughs> and mm-hmm. God in his goodness says, if I gave it to you now, it would kill you. It would mm-hmm. crush you. So do you see that Joseph was walking in the fullness of his destiny when he was uh, second in charge of Egypt? Well, I think that- it, was def- it was definitely a major step that he was – he had a big calling for leadership, administration, whatever you want to term it. And so once he stepped into that, um, he was you know, exercising some pretty big giftedness there and having a lot of influence. Mm-hmm. But ultimately we know he his his ultimate – legacy was that he saved his family. So, you know, there were so many different components to that whole process. 
I don't, you know, I don't know if the scripture shows how much longer he lived and what else was accomplished, but um, we know that him coming in and basically saving Egypt, which is no small feat, he also saved his family. His family was restored to him, and um, you know they kept alive so they could become the the, uh, the children of Israel, and all that that brought forth. So, if somebody were to you know ask you, how do I how do I step into the fullness of my destiny? Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Well, first of all, I'd ask them, what do they think their destiny is? And, you know, for us as Christians, obviously, we have we have our relationship with God. And I, I believe God is going to give us some, not that he's playing hide and seek with us, but he, he, likes, he likes to um, cause us to seek him. So by pressing into God and asking, well, what have I been made for? I believe God will tell us. He'll give us uh, clues through his scripture. He'll tell us through our friends, even our own dislikes and likes. And in fact, I can look back at my pre-Christian days and some of the things I did, and I see them as preparation for what God led me into. So I think there's a lot of different ways that God begins to speak to us. But probably the biggest challenge for us is uh, I tell people, if you don't if you don't quit, you win. And so perseverance is a big <laughs> This perseverance is a big thing, to keep pressing with God, trusting that he is going to bring you into your destiny, because that's his purpose for us. He wants it as much as we do. He's destined us for good works, and a lot of it's it's a trust relationship. It's walking with him. So many times, and you know this, we've been doing this ministry thing for a while, that many times we we look at ourselves going, what am I doing this for? This is nothing like I thought I was going to be doing. Mm -hmm. But yet, I think we've also learned, too, that by serving, even serving other people, you know, we learn valuable lessons that prepares us for what's coming up. You know, again, Joseph, I'm sure he thought, how's how's being in prison have anything to do with my destiny? You know, how, how's being falsely accused? All those things, but they were integral in preparing him. So, he, bottom line, we have to trust God that He's leading us and guiding us. Keep our hearts open to God. Avoid offense. Avoid being offended at God's way of doing things. And unforgiveness keep our heart clean, and I believe God keeps us on that path to come into fullness. Wow, boy, that that's really a lot. I think uh, trusting God with the whole process, the whole process, yeah. because so many of the things that we go through look they they're just they're not fun, and they look like we're so far from where we'd like to be. Right. You know, it's go ahead. Well, I was going to say that's, that's a lot of that has to do with building our character because it's our you know our gift can get us there, but our character holds us in, holds us in the place. So God's very meticulous in in training us, raising us up, giving us the firm foundation to stand on. Um, you know, it's one thing to take territory; it's another thing to hold it. Mhm. It really does require character. Yeah, of character building. So, where do you see? Where are you at with all of this? Are you, are you walking? Do, would you say you're walking in your destiny, or more of the fullness of your destiny? Well, the last few years, is, I, I think it's become a lot more crystallized for me. As far as I've, and I've always had a sense. I've always known I was a leader, and you know, for those who believe in fivefold gifting. And I've always had a sense of being an apostle. And, and again, I, I, I don't 
hold that as a title that, you know, gives me all authority and power. It just means that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a servant to all and that, that there is an authoritative thing that comes with that, but my main goal is to serve the church and bring the church into fullness. So for me, understanding that, you know, I've read everything I can on, on apostles. Uh, there's quite a bit of literature on it. I've hung around with people I thought were, I believe are, and those have been helpful. So I, I feel like for myself, I, I've seen more of a getting comfortable with that role for me and what that looks like. And, you know, as you said in the introduction, I, I believe I'm functioning that to a degree where I'm involved in helping churches, strengthen the body of Christ, dealing with leaders, um, helping them mature and grow. So those are some of the things I've moved into in the past few years. So, yes, I'm, I'm coming into it. I feel still feel like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a baby in it. I'm learning a lot more, and I, I believe there's other things God's calling me into, a deeper way of walking that out. But, again, you know, it's like you get to another level and you find out, well, I've got a whole other thing going. It's like a graduate course. So you just keep pressing on and learning more. <laughs> what What's the most surprising thing God has done, like had you do or brought you into concerning your, the you know, the call, the apostolic call in your life? What, how has he surprised you with it? Um, good question. Um, I think one of the one of the, the wonderful surprises is how it's inter, how closely it's interlinked with other ministers. Um, I'll, I'll brag on my friend Bill Burkhardt a little bit. You know Bill. Yeah. Um, Bill and I would go hiking, and this is a few years back. We just got to know each other. He likes to hike. I, we figured we'd hang out and talk. And, Bill just carries a strong prophetic anointing, and Bill would start prophesying just in our talk. We'd be talking just normally and getting the spiritual things, and he's just talking, and it would stir my spirit, and I'd say, I'd turn around and say, Bill, this is what we should do about this. And that happened over and over, and I realized it was that connection of the prophet and the apostle where many times I've seen prophets give the declaration or give the prophetic word, but they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And the apostles come along, and they adjust it. I, I saw this. I was privileged to kind of hang out with the uh, Tian and Lou Engel in the early days of HIM Ministries. I was part of that network. And um, obviously, Lou was the, the prophet, and Lou had these great prophetic downloads, and he wanted to do this big meeting on the mall in, in um, Washington, D.C. And I remember him first saying that. I said, well, good luck with that, Lou. That's a big endeavor. And he wanted to do it within a year, and everybody was telling him it's going to take two years to do it. And, but, you know, Lou was a pretty dynamic guy, and he hit the road and started talking about it. And he said, he'd come back and say, Mike, I'm not getting any traction whatsoever. And it's just, mm. you know, and he's a pretty inspiring guy. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and told me one day something just shifted. What took place is the Lord spoke to Che because Che had blessed Lou to go pursue the the call because Che had his plate full of the church and he was doing HIM ministries. And God spoke to him and says, "I want you to help Lou." And Lou told me the moment Che got involved, everything shifted. Wow! Things came, things came into order. People started responding. And it was like, it just showed me that the, the flow of the prophet and the apostle, I'm not saying it works that way completely all the time, but it just showed me that um, that teamwork. And they are the foundation of the church, apostles and prophets. So for me, I began to realize Bill and his prophetic call was pushing me towards my apostolic um, strategic type thinking. I think it's one of the things that apostles bring to bring more of a strategic thinking and looking at how the church functions and works and raising up leaders. So to me, that was... That was a really neat little insight to see how that works together with prophets. And and also with Bill, you know, it's been a very good camaraderie in our relationship where we work well together. 
So that's been a real delight. There's been a few other people, you know, like Jamie Weston in my life, guys like that that are just we, we work really well together. We're different enough, but yet we complement each other and we and we really learn to serve each other. So that's been one of the the, um, the high spots for me to experience that and this whole experience of fivefold. So I see that like you're talking about the apostle prophet relationship. I see that in my life, you know, as an author and a minister, speaker, and I'm very prophetic, but I see that when, as I'm stepping, uh, as I see my destiny unfolding, like I'm in the middle of the great unfolding, and I think we all are. We're all in the middle of the great unfolding for our lives. But when your gift starts functioning, uh, with others in the body and your gift is you're doing your gift with others and you see how you need others in the body because we're not to function all by ourselves but we need others and that's what I see when uh, like currently I'm doing uh, writing Bible studies with books and workbooks and video sets and I see it being used in churches and ministry schools, and then I go in and engage with the people, and I see how we're we're all functioning together. It's like this fluid organism that's uh, just organically moving, and and how our destiny becomes even more and more alive. And it seems to when we engage with the rest of the body with what he has, God has us doing. It's like our gifting starts multiplying. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Do you see that? Do you see yeah. that with yourself? That's the excitement of it. It's amazing. You, you, um, it's enhanced. It's that teamwork aspect, and it really brings to clarity that scripture about you know one will put a thousand to flight, two will put ten thousand. It's really true. There's an exponential growth where, um, like it's like there's more favor, more grace, more anointing um, when you work with people in that context. And um, Bill and I and Jamie, we call ourselves the uh, Three Amigos. We've done some travel together, and um, it's kind of a fivefold connection there. And I've really seen a synergy because we we recognize our different gift mix. You know, and you and I and Joanne kind of had that season too when we were doing stuff together. There was a real camaraderie of just, you know, many times we passed the mic among ourselves because we knew that. You know, this is a good question Linda should answer, or Joanne, you need to step forward and use your gift, or Mike needs some worship. And, you know, when you work in that synergy together, it just enhances the ability of everybody, and it just brings a greater impact. Yeah, it really does. And it shows me one more time how we need each other uh, for, for so many reasons. It's like to in expanding the kingdom, expanding our place, our call, our purpose, Um and it's so exciting. Yeah. It's so exciting to bounce off each other in our giftings. I think that's, that's – go ahead. And that's really what um, unfolding destiny is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just individual destiny. There's a destiny. There's a, there's a maturity and fullness upon the church. You know, and, and you're right. We don't we – don't, we don't, you won't get your fullness unless you find your tribe. You need others. And I, I, I believe people, you know, there's tend, there tends to be an independent spirit in California and America. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of groundbreakers. We're pioneers. That's our strength. But we also have kind of a hero thing where we'll, we do it on our own. And, um, you know, 
that's got to break because it's, it's it creates a competitive spirit, and mm-hmm. you know, that whole thing you talked about—we compare ourselves with each other. We just we, we end up hurting each other, and we let, we lose any sense of unity. So there's a fullness mm-hmm. God wants the church to come into, but it won't come unless we are—I call it—submitted and fitted. We submit to one another in the Lord, and we get fitted, you know, jointly fit together in the body of Christ. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. What what uh, last words of encouragement would you say to the people listening who are saying, "Okay, my destiny. Tell me about how I can how I can cooperate with my destiny unfolding." Okay. Two simple things. It's vertical and horizontal. Get quiet before God and say, "Lord, you know, give me some clarity here. Give me some scriptures." And. Um, couple of scriptures on destiny and just start meditating on them, asking God about them, write them down, journal them. And then the second one's the horizontal. Get around people that are going to help you in your destiny. Get around people who are going to speak into your life. And uh, <clears throat> again, there's that submission part of, you know, we, we, I think submission's got a bad rap. Um, I, I think submission's a great safe place to be. Doesn't mean I, I'm, uh, I, I lose my independence. It means that I, honor and respect those around me that I hear them. And, you know, can imagine if I didn't hear my wife, you know, I'm in, in some circles, I'm the, I'm the head, I'm the husband, so I run the show. No, that's not how it works. Also says I, I, I honor my wife. <clears throat> Excuse me. I hear her voice, and, I, boy, it's kept me out of a lot of problems. So there's a point where we need to be mutually submitted, not only in personal relationships, but within the church. You need to find people that you like I said, your tribe, who will help you on your journey. And uh, that will mean you may have to submit and come alongside and help serve others, too. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, getting involved in a church, a body of people that will really um, speak into your life. You know, find people that, you know, have some similar value that you do. It can be hard for someone to find a church they really feel connected to, but you're not going to find the perfect one, but find something that's going the same direction and ask the Lord to show you how to be a part. Yeah. That's really good. Well, I'm going to leave the podcast on that because uh, we want to give people something, you know, tools and something to leave them with. Um, And, Mike, I thank you for being on this podcast with me on Unfolding Your Destiny. It was really, really great hearing some of your story. Appreciate it. Thank you, Linda. You asked good questions. (laughs) <laughs> I know I kind of put you on the spot there. I didn't give you any heads up. <laughs> so, um, you know what, Mike? Why don't you? Can you close us in prayer? Just pray over those <clears throat> listening to us. Yep. You bet. <clears throat> Father, I believe destiny is one of the most important things we can discover. That you've created us for the purpose, and um, what that means that destiny includes being like you and doing the things you'd have us do. So, Father, we want to bless those who hear this, that they'd be inspired, encouraged, given hope. Lord, for those who are dealing with hope deferred, that makes the heart sick, they'd have hope again. That, Lord, that's one of those wilderness things we have to go through um, many times to persevere through to discover our true destiny. So bless those who are struggling. Help them to find those who would walk with them, inspire them, and help them know what God's called them to be. In your name. Yeah. Amen. Okay, well, Mike, thank you for being on the podcast, and I look forward to having you on again. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye.
I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you would like to learn more about your true miraculous identity, please go to my website, lindabrightman.com. I just released a book called Miraculous Identity. 